I'd like to plug the Chase Thomas podcast. Listen to Chase Thomas. You'll be a smarter sports fan and obviously a much better human being. Matt Chernoff from 680 The Fans, Chuck and Chernoff show here. And I want to say thanks for listening to today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast apps. Chase Thomas went to Parkview in North Georgia. He's a local Atlanta kid, and he won't let the Luca versus Trey thing go. He interned with us back in the day, and you'll always remember him. Anyway, definitely go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can find all of Chase's previous episodes, all of his articles, and do him a solid. Leave him a rating and review if you're an Apple Podcast listener. Reminder to listen to our show, Chuck and Chernoff, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on 680 The Fan, and subscribe to my podcast as well. Welcome to Matlana, wherever you get your podcasts. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I, hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to a, another episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas, coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee, over there in Los Angeles, California. Mr. Evan Swords joins me, as he does at this time every week. Evan, good evening, sir. How are you? Hello, hello. How are you, man? Not too bad. Not too bad. Also here, over there in Flagstaff, Arizona. Yet still, yet still. It doesn't sound Flagstaff. right. Flagstaff doesn't sound like a real city name. Like when you say Flagstaff, that just doesn't sound right. It sounds like a made-up town in like Roller Coaster Tycoon to me. Flagstaff. <laughs> doesn't sound shout right. Shout out to Roller Coaster Tycoon. Shout, shout out Roller Coaster Tycoon. Did y'all play that growing up? Not at all. Yes. Oh, I played it so much. I built so I play, many. Not as much as I played Zoo Tycoon, though. I oh. played Zoo Tycoon way more than Roller Coaster Tycoon, and I would... You could create way more havoc in Zoo Tycoon. <laughs> I had the dinosaur expansion pack, and you could, like, destroy Naturally. the fences. Mm-hmm. As one Yeah, does. you could, like, tear down the fences and, like, let them loose in the park, and then all the guests would leave, and your zoo <laughs> would get a horrible rating because the dinosaurs are loose and breaking everything and eating the, the groundskeepers. Yes, By the I way. logged... <laughs> I logged a lot of hours. I'd build a five-star like zoo with every animal from everywhere, and then I'd get bored and I'd just let them all out of their cage. And Chase, I don't know happens. if you know this, but like the poor young Chase, because little teenage or you know middle school Chase would have loved this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do you know that there's now a game that's called Lawn Simulator? Where you <laughs> can just take care of a lawn. Oh, I would have eaten that up i would well, there's also a power washing simulator like that it's, the world has been built for you yeah, now one, and it's just too mm-hmm. late that one i uh, me. yeah no all about the lawn uh, very pro lawn uh, whether you got some zoysia some saint augustine grass making sure you get your pre-emergent in in the fall to make sure the weeds don't pop up in the spring all kinds of lawn facts for you that, folks oh wow yeah it's a I'm lot sorry. of fun i'm sorry i brought it here <laughs> I would buy that. As someone who does not have a lawn and mm. simply is in an apartment, like yeah, I, maybe that's I would just the be Phoenix, sad Arizona, and you. That's like, wait, those things exist? Grass? I'm from, Minnesota, I'm from Minnesota originally, so I, I spent most of my life with a with a lawn and everything. And then you go to Phoenix, and it's just pebbles and <laughs> stones and dirt. pebbles and turf. I just imagine yeah. like folks in Minnesota give up because the grass, everything dies. It's so cold all the time. I don't know how you make sure grass and your your turf and your lawn stay in good shape. I just feel like the weather's never all that great to do so. Yeah, I don't know. You'd have to ask my parents. It just let's get them on. Let's, let's get yeah, we'll get them on. on. And we'll lawn talk. Yeah, <laughs> we're actually piping them in right now. Send them um, a link. Yeah, yeah. There you go. 
There you go. Um, well, we uh, th- we are going to talk about um, that area of the country because the NFL season has come to a close. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, did you hear about this? Did you see this? Are the 2022-2023, excuse me, Super Bowl champions of the world. And it's time for our off-season review series here on the program. And I thought we should start with the Green Bay Packers, a team that is near and dear to Theo Ash's heart, a team that Evan very much looks forward to playing in the playoffs anytime his 49ers have that opportunity. Was hoping to get that opportunity yeah. once again this year, but alas, the Packers... Real quick, real quick, yeah. before we dive in, I just wanted to double check. Did the Eagles, in fact, not win the Super Bowl? They did not. I've been out of the loop just a little bit because the last time I remember that they were very... Fans were very confident that the Eagles were going to win the Super Bowl and they were the best team in the NFL. They, in fact, would have the best defense. I would imagine they at least got a couple sacks on old Patrick Mahomes, right? They did not. Not one, huh? You say not one? Not one sack on the quarterback with a busted ankle? But they did keep Patrick Mahomes under 80% uh, with his completion percentage. So that's, (laughs) hey, the little thing. Hey, well, that's that dominant defense that you hear all about. Well, you know, sorry to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans. I don't know if they let you be able to watch the game while you're in rehab. But, you know, I'm very, very sorry to hear uh, that you twat, trash-dwelling losers uh, didn't have uh, your favorite team win the Super Bowl. No, sorry. they did not. And, uh, Evan, you even get Jonathan Gannon in your division now. Like, Jonathan Gannon oh, makes the jump God. over to Arizona. How excited are you? Jonathan Gannon. I don't think I'm as excited as Philadelphia fans are. They mm. seem they seem to have been very happy that he was leaving, which is insane because you'd think the the greatest defense that the NFL has ever seen after not getting a single sack on one-legged pirate leg Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. <laughs> no, but yeah, Jonathan Gannon, that was the the most awkward videos I've ever seen in my life with the Kyler Murray stuff and all that. He's going to get absolutely eaten alive. I don't know if he makes it more than two seasons. I do not entirely disagree with that. <laughs> I do not entirely disagree with that, but we're not here to talk about the card. No. I'm not here to talk. I'm not here to talk about Arizona. No, we are not here to talk about Arizona. We're here to talk about the Green Bay Packers, who did not the make the great- playoffs who have a quarterback question. Like, just the biggest quarterback question, I think, around the league. When you think about quarterback movement and what what it means if there is quarterback movement within the Green Bay organization, what that means for the league, who goes where. I think there's a lot of dominoes that fall after uh, whatever Green Bay decides to do and whatever Aaron Rodgers decides to do uh, this offseason. So I want to start here, Theo. Are you ready, as a lifelong Packers fan, to move on from Aaron Rodgers once and for all this offseason. Yeah, I'd say I'm ready for that. I'm, I think everyone in Packerland is pretty much mentally prepared for that. I think um, the window has been open for a really long time, and the way it ended, it was such a miserable game. Everyone <laughs> lost their composure. It just, it was shitty to watch, and it was, it was overall just a horrible, tough to watch, disjointed, bad vibes type of season. And you look at what, the rumors are like, oh, you could get two first-round picks for him, and oh, the Jets really want to, oh, there's a lot of demand around the league. Like, yeah, I think that 
everything has to run its course. You drafted a franchise quarterback in the first round a couple years ago. I think everyone would understand. I, I, I think the window is closed. I, I don't see, well, maybe not closed because the NFC is just really not that great. Um, but, I mean, we've been hyping ourselves up for losses to the 49ers for so long now that, like, it, it's tough to see next year's version of the team whatever it may look like exactly being the one to finally get over the hump so i might as well get you know cap space and and resources and all of that good stuff that comes with a, a rookie quarterback and a guy on a on a rookie contract so although that rookie contract is almost over so yeah that's see. that's that rookie contract's <laughs> gone yeah I mean, uh. that, what two seasons of it maybe but um yeah, I'm ready. I, I if he's if they stay, if no deal works out, and and you know it's not a very good division, you could get another good playoff run. I'd be I'd be fine with that too, but I would definitely be a lot more excited and um, what's the word? Intrigued by the season if it was a different quarterback for basically the first time in my adult lifetime. I'd I definitely I wouldn't know what to expect with Rodgers. I think I do know what to expect. Like probably in an early playoff exit. Do you though? I mean, not necessarily that there will be success or not, but like I think never in the history of Aaron Rodgers has he been more of a question mark just in life. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I don't. I guess something he could totally be to terrible, but like last year they were, you know, one. They were one win away from a first round exit. So like <laughs> something like that to into the very close to a first round exit to first round exit range is probably uh, what Rodgers gets you at this point. Unless well, you I don't know what happens. Maybe Christian Watson, you play he plays a full season and everything. But overall, it's just so tough for me to see like next year's version of the Packers being better than 2014, better than 2020, better than 2021, better than you know 2010 like i i, I to better than 2011 like it's it's not gonna be it's gonna be one of the worst rogers teams i'd i'd have to imagine so i'd rather just get resources rebuild and and see what we can do in the next era so no i'm uh, i don't know you know obviously i don't follow the packers as closely as you do but like how does this work so essentially like aaron Rodgers is going to come out of the hole and then if he sees his shadow <laughs> he will be the packers quarterback next year like how does that whole operation work? Well, I think that um, I think that he has a lot of say as someone who is probably the greatest Packer of all time. I don't think that they're gonna treat him unfairly or poorly. I think they're gonna they're gonna do right by him. And if he comes out of his darkness retreat and he's meditating and he's really thinking it over, and he comes w back with the conclusion, I want to be traded. Like this is. I, I'm ready for a new chapter. I'm ready to, I'm ready to play somewhere else. We've we had a great run, but you've got your backup. You've got Jordan Love. Like you've got this guy. I've done all I can here. I think they're gonna be say okay. That's what we're gonna do. If he says I would like to stay, then I'm not totally sure what happens because mm -hmm. if he says I would like to stay, I I think that he would probably be able to stay. Um, and then next year for sure it's i think if i think next year for sure it will be jordan love they'll pick up his fifth year option and it'll be like one year to prove it if you're worth that second deal i think that's what it will be but if he decides to stay i think it it 
is still a bit up in the air. If a really good deal comes, the Packers may say, like, this fits our timeline. Like, our timeline is we're not in win-now mode anymore. Like, we're we're going to reset. Like, they could still want to do that even if he says, I want to stay. But if he says, I want to leave, I think he's definitely going to get traded. I think he if he comes out of his, his, his dark room and says, I, Aaron Rodgers demands a trade from the Green Bay Packers, requests to be traded, I think the Packers would be like, good. We will do that. Um, if he doesn't, I think it could go either way. But I think if he wants to stay, he will probably stay. But its I don't feel as confident about that. Hmm. Evan, if you see the report, he comes out and he's like, I actually am looking to go back home. I'm, uh, I'm going back to well, the West Coast. He already said, I will not be going to San Francisco, is, I believe, a direct quote from Aaron Rodgers. But... <laughs> that was before the darkness retreat. What You're if he right. comes out of the darkness and he's like, you know, I was misguided. And, uh, you know, the Niners are actually where I need to go. Um, would you welcome it, Evan? If it if it costs Trey Lance uh, and Trey man, Lance goes let, to Green here's, Bay. Here's, here's the reality. I'll make it very easy for you. Mm-hmm. I have numerous times gone through the timeline of the 49ers on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh I can't deal much longer with this inevitable sadness and heartbreak that is the 49ers quarterback position. Mm-hmm. If old crackpot, crack smoking Aaron Rodgers wants to come over and, and sling the, the, the football, I think I'm more than okay with it because uh, we've seen what he can do with Brock Purdy. We've seen what he can do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I don't think we have peak Aaron Rodgers at this point, but I do think that – Kyle Shanahan will get the best out of him that he can, and it's probably more than enough to win a Super Bowl. So yeah, I mean, I would be down, but I don't think it's. I don't think there's any chance. They don't have a super. They don't have a first round pick, let alone two. Mm. Is right. that from the Christian McCaffrey trade, or is it something nope. else? Trey still, Lance. Still is Trey it still Lance? Lance? We're only yes. year one on the Trey Lance <laughs> trade. We've got two more years of no first round pick. That oh. cannot be true. That is not true, is it? I. Oh, wait, no, you're right, because it was him. Yeah. So this is the second year, excuse me, because he's the first year, because he's the pick. So, yeah, next year we have no first-round pick. After that we do. So who knows? Maybe they want to do, like, next year's second? No, 2021 or, you know, 2025 first-round pick? I don't know, man. It's not happening. Rodgers said he doesn't want to do it, and they don't have the draft capital. It's. I think if they had Aaron Rodgers, they would probably – I don't know if they'd cruise to the Super Bowl because the Eagles are still going to be pretty tough, but that would be a pretty – formidable team in the nfc that's for sure but theo can i give you where i I I think think he ends up yes i think he's a titan he fits tennessee so much he fits he bought a house in tennessee every football player bought a house in tennessee yeah i just did they that guy on broad broad street like he just feels to me like Tennessee is just a good final last couple of years for this guy where I think he would enjoy the vibe. I think he would enjoy the media. I think he would enjoy being in the AFC South and dealing with uh, a shaky Colts team, whether or not this Jags run from this past year is sustainable. And then obviously the Texans being as bad as they are, like we'll see what happens with D'Amico and company, but that's still a long-term rebuild. I just, I think that makes the most sense. I don't think he winds up in Vegas. I don't think they reunite him with uh, 
with Devontae Adams. And I also just think the Jets are going to end up with Derek Carr, and it's going to be a really depressing, sad offseason for them. Like, you bring in Todd Downing as their pass game coordinator. I I don't think they're ending up – Just I love the idea of back-to-back because we like to give all these um, owners and teams so much uh, – uh, ca- like intellectual cachet just because like they ha- they had to be smart to get to where they are and it's like back-to-back years we're looking at teams hiring Nathaniel Ackett because they he has a relationship with Aaron Rodgers and it could be back-to-back years that Aaron Rodgers does not go to team that hired Nathaniel Hackett for that very reason where it's like what are we doing what why are we doing this uh this roulette with Nathaniel Hackett but that's that's what it feels like to me yeah, Pat McAfee would never be able to look him in the eyes. He would never be able to go back on Pat McAfee's show if he signed with the AFC South team, not named Indianapolis. Uh, but I, that's it. I'm I'm mostly kidding about that. That was my that was my big theory last year was McAfee yeah. was gonna was gonna convince him to get traded to the Colts. But mm. yeah, I think the Titans it does make a sneaky amount of sense. I think the Titans need to change something up with their approach. Like, how many years can you run back Tannehill and run back uh, Derrick Henry and that type of offense it seems like year after year after year it's kind of the same thing and it's a good formula but it's not a formula that can win you a super bowl so i do think that there's that the titans could be in line to make a a big move because mm-hmm. they don't like malik willis they benched him for dobbs which i'm sure you enjoyed because look dobbs it, josh dobbs is a winner he's a gamer <laughs> he's someone you want to bring into your quarterback room great culture guy nice guy i don't know if you knew about this but he's an aerospace engineer major many people forget remember that yeah no josh Dobbs is is awesome malik willis just looked like he's four year he's like the he reminded me of the bruno caboclo of the nfl this year where it's like i think he's two years away from being two years away and i don't i don't know maybe it happens but i just think he's gonna have to sit he's kind of in that jordan love zone where it's just not anywhere close to him starting an nfl game and being successful Right. So, yeah, I, I don't think, like, if they want to do a big shakeup, I don't think they hand the keys to Malik Willis. I no. don't think that's their big plan because they saw, saw him for two games and they said, no, no yeah. thanks. So, yeah, I, I could maybe see that. I could maybe see that for sure. Um, that would that would be a sneaky one, but I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Do you think Jordan Love will be good? Because this no. is... <laughs> there it is. Probably not. I... <laughs> I don't think that he'll be good. He was not good at Utah State, really. Um, mm-hmm. He w- started one game when Rodgers got COVID, when it, we all learned that he lied about being vaccinated. Or maybe not lied, but used several weasel words to dodge the question. He did not lie, vaccinated. but he did not say everything. It's he he did not tell he, the whole truth yes. and nothing but the truth about being vaccinated. He just and didn't say everything. All, he found a way to dance yes. around the question and no one called him on it because he danced around it in a way that people didn't think anything of it yeah Mm -hmm. i'm in i'm immunized is the word yes yes Yes. and so everyone was like what else Mm -hmm. what else would that mean yes certainly not mud or clay or whatever he was eating (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah jordan love started that game it was very bad he looked horrible Mm -hmm. against the chiefs and then versus the eagles for that one quarter it looked all right Mm -hmm. but that's against that was one quarter and who knows? I think odds are he will probably not be good. If you look at the history of quarterbacks drafted past like the top half of the first round, the hit rate on those guys are so incredibly low that it's it's pretty safe to be pessimistic. It really is. So no, I don't expect him to like to go from Hall of Famer Favre to Hall of Famer Rogers to Hall of Famer Love or even like 
pro bowler love really like that's that's a pretty big ask but i'm ready to give it a shot i mean might as well at this point <laughs> wait rogers isn't gonna be around forever and if we take up get a bunch of first round picks like or even just not even a bunch just like one or two i'd be okay with it like might as well and if love is bad his contract is up basically after this year and then then you're looking at a franchise quarterback next year in a year that has drake may and and caleb williams and i don't know who else mostly those two but i would uh, sell the drake may stock chip lindsey got hired as his oc this year um chip lindsey has just been the kiss of death as an offensive coordinator they're not running the same offense that they ran this past year expect the sam howell dip from jake drake may this year and i like drake i will i will keep that in mind but at any rate there's a hey if you if jordan love is terrible then you're have you have a terrible quarterback in a year where caleb williams is so like fine that's that's okay so yeah that's that's how i feel about it i'm not i don't think there's a like a good answer i don't think there's a a way that the packers can like quickly build a a super bowl contender i think they did the best thing they could and Mm. that's give a massive project in love lots and lots and lots of time to sit right that Mm. is that is a good move i think and we have seen quarterbacks go from very bad to quite good the last couple years whether that be Hertz or Tua or Josh Allen or uh who else Hertz Tua Josh Allen Daniel Jones to some extent Geno Smith uh to some extent so yeah like let's let's see if that development worked or not but that's that is overall my thoughts on it I'm sort of indifferent but I would like I think that there's no good answer and I, I think the window is closed you're handling it well because you're walking to abyss that I have never felt as an adult Falcons fan uh, Theo, so I can give you some advice here. You're walking into it because I had Matt Ryan for the majority of my life as my starting quarterback, my adult life. Um, yeah. He's just there. And you're just used to the consistency. Like people debated, is he a top 10 guy, top 15, whatever. Went to Super Bowl, MVP. He's had his ups. Solidly consistent, always healthy. Good leader, good warrior, someone you could count on week in, week out. Before that, you had a one year blip. With Joey Harrington, Byron Leftwich, Chris Redman. And that was weird. Wow. It was a weird year, obviously, with Bobby Petrino leaving in the middle of the year. Like, a, a lot happened in that year for the Atlanta Falcons. Left a note. Um, before that, you had Michael Vick for so many years. And right before that, you had Chris Chandler, who did get into the Super Bowl. Like, my entire life, like, the Falcons were pretty much set at quarterback. And I don't know if you remember this. Michael Vick was the first quarterback to go into Lambeau and beat the Packers in a home playoff game ever. It was that sounds was, about right. Running quarterback, yeah, that sounds like something the Packers yeah, would have. I remember where I was with. watching I that with my family. That game, like, it was though. a big deal. Like Vick was Vick was awesome in that game. All that to be said, you get used to it. You get used to like, and if Evan was like a lot older, he would have had this same thing with Joe Montana and Steve Young, where it's like, I imagine for 49ers fans in like the late nineties, they're like, what is this? What is this world where we don't just have a hall of fame quarterback under center for like my Sunday afternoons. You take it for granted. You had your entire life was Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, Theo. Like you've never had this kind of. There was, some, there was some Brett Hundley sprinkled in there. There was but some uh, like Seneca Wallace for a game or two. Yeah. Right. They were blips. You yeah. are now entering the full-on, like, you have no idea. There's no succession plan. You just saw what happened in Indianapolis with no succession plan after Andrew Luck's retirement, going from Peyton to Andrew. Well, there is a succession plan. I just yeah. don't think it's a very safe 
or right. well, I just don't think you're gonna go three for three, right? Out. Like no one goes yeah. three for three. It seems like you don't just draft and develop three Hall of Famers back to back to back. It just doesn't happen. It's a weird time. To, I don't think we're all as a nation talking about how weird it's going to be to see the Packers not have a franchise quarterback and like wandering the abyss uh, and just not being good for the next couple of years. I think there's a path where they really fall off a cliff. Am I, is it if Jordan Love is bad and you move off from Jordan Love and like you said, you can draft high for Caleb Williams. Like we haven't seen like a three and 14 Packers team. We haven't seen like that kind of iteration. Like I just think it's going to be weird. We're it's like the spurs falling off. Like it's just, it's going to be strange. Yeah, it's it's good to be good. It's good to be good, and uh, all I've ever known is like pretty pretty damn good, uh, mm. bordering on great for most of it. So, yeah, I mean, it, it can't stay that way forever. I think the fact that I've taken a job and I've taken a role as kind of a national guy, and I cover every team and not just the Packers, that it it's maybe a little bit less weird for me because like I, don't, I guess I don't root for teams that are bad I root for Green Bay but like I do understand like I've dipped my toes in the water of like oh I hope that this team is good because I said they'd be good or you know I, I really like their draft or for whatever reason I like their players I like how they're built I like their culture something like that um, and I'm hoping that this young quarterback succeeds and then he just doesn't. And I'm sad because I said that they would and make the playoffs or something like that. And it didn't happen. So I guess I've got that experience of like, oh man, I kind of hope this team does well. And then they just stink. Um, so I, I guess I've got that, but yeah, nothing, nothing that's never happened to green Bay. And it would certainly be weird for them not to be like appointment viewing or for them to be completely out of it. Or like the last half of the season for me to like, just not care at all because they're, checking my tankathon and and whatever at, at the end of the year it's it, it'll definitely be strange it'll definitely be strange and um but it can't be good forever and you know one of the worst places to be is just kind of middle of the pack where you have no high level draft pick and the team is just painfully mid and there's no way to have a reset i think most of the time you have to be really bad to get really good I think that if you look at a lot of the really good teams around the league, it was not that long ago when the 49ers had the, what, second, third pick in the draft, and they took Nick Bosa. wasn't that long ago when uh, the Eagles were, well, oh, that's not true, actually. There was that one Wentz year where things went really, really bad, and um, that hurts start at the end, but... Mm. You, you know that you had to have a really bad year i guess that's the thing like they were really bad Wentz was really bad and that gave hurts the role so i think we, or or the bengals they were really bad and they got joe burrow um the chiefs haven't been really bad since andy reed got there i guess but at one point they were bad enough that they fired their head coach and got andy reed so you got to be you got to be really bad at some point to get really good and the packers were lucky enough one time to go from very good to very good with with Favre to rogers but i like right now you it's it's tough to go from mid to really good there's there's going to be some lean years where you accumulate talent whether that be in the draft or with the cap space or you know whatever all the things that come with being a truly terrible team so evan is there part of you though that wants the packers to be good like the cowboys and the packers is there part of you that wants to play them in the playoffs and like just because no, I mean, great, you, you should no, you, you no. should want to play the Packers in the playoffs. So you're I mean, okay yeah. with it. You're okay with like, the Packers I'm fall happy, from grace. I'm ha- happy when 
the I'm happy when the 49ers play the Packers in the playoffs because you know they're going to win. But all <laughs> in all, like I'm very ready for the Packers to be a fourth in the division type team. Like not because of anything other than like they've had their run. They got two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back to back. They've been relevant for the last 20 years plus of quarterback plays. They've got two Super Bowl wins. Like. They've had their run. Like, uh, we we need the Buffalo Bills of the world to get, you know, to have their time. We need, you know, a, just different teams, and I'm, I'm okay with that. And also, Aaron Rodgers sucks. And also, <laughs> it always bothered me that Green Bay, of all, place, all places, was this powerhouse. Like, no knock to Green Bay by any means, but it's like, it's just this nowhere city in the middle of nowhere of the country that's only been relevant lately because of the quarterbacks that they got lucky to have <laughs> lately well i mean like you know it's <laughs> like well, we're talk- lately we're, is it from from 1990 to, to we're, now we're, to- yeah. we're talking about like in the span <laughs> also, of an, the entire and NFL. also before that when they were like, there's Bart's- a man named vince lombardi who would like a word with you mr swords a man just, named reggie white a that, man- that's my point though is like literally like back in the day like they it's just I don't know. It's it's same thing. I have the same issue with Alabama being a powerhouse. Like no well, one's ever going to go to Alabama. Like no one wants that. But like like no one wants to go to Alabama. Like no one wants to go to Green Bay. Like you think you should be? We think we should be like uh, the Premier League and have all the teams in London, or have like the L A. the L A. Premier League, where all the football teams are. Just Evan like would in love Eagle, that. Evan would really like that. And, and Hollywood and two downtown and. Uh, <laughs> no, like I, I, we, I think we've got too many teams in, in L A. as it is. But no, <laughs> I'm just saying. I think I wouldn't mind seeing some new blood. The problem is though, is I don't really know what that new blood looks like. Like if Detroit. I, yeah, and that honestly, that I'm really excited about. Like, I would much rather Detroit have a moment, you know, for the next five or six years where they're the ones commanding that division. Um, it's not going to be the Vikings. So, I, I yeah, I think hell yeah, bring on the Detroit Lions. Somebody has to win that division next year, and I guess it's it's the Lions. I don't think so. I think it's still the Vikings. I like the Flores hire a lot, dude. Um, there's literally like nothing that the Minnesota Vikings could could do wrong that you would be like, well, they're probably gonna be the Vikings. <laughs> the Vikings are such a sad organization, like that. Of me- now, you're, now you're talking. Yeah, stop the Packers and Green Bay slander, and let's turn our attention to slandering Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings. But I wasn't even slandering Green Bay. I was just simply saying that I would like them to no longer have Hall of Fame quarterback for like the better part of three decades. Hold on, just to be clear, he was absolutely slandering the city of Green Bay, the enti- every <laughs> yeah. area that's not I'm in the throwing top the five challenge flag yeah. like it's a progressive commercial, and we're bringing out the the monitor where you called it a nowhere t- a nowhere town that well, uh, doesn't hey, well, deserve well, a look team. At the, hey, let's we're we're a data focused world. We'll look mm. at the data. We'll see how many people are moving to Green Bay every year. We'll. <laughs> We'll, you know, we'll figure it out. No, um, but he's yeah, a com- no. Evan's a commissioner nightmare. Like he's the worst case scenario for the fans. Where it's just he's move, he's just pushing to move all all kinds of realignment. Every fan base is outside. I'm the literally outside. the bad guy in basketball. Like yes. I'm like give the players what they want. Let them go to wherever the biggest market. Absolutely. Oh my god. Although on the other hand, I would also like you know Portland to get some <laughs> some. Oh, that's perfect, nice. You're gonna you're gonna give Portland something. I, I'm going to Portland in a couple of weeks here for the first Dog, time. It's one of the best high, highlight reels in the country. 
Do you have any questions? Let me know. I got you. I will. I'll. I'll legitimately take you up on that. I, yeah. I need. To, I need to know something. Evan knows it, Portland. He's from Portland. I've never been it, to Portland. The Northwest it, is where I want to go. My wife's from Washington State. Uh, the Northwest is definitely. I was there. at. I was in Seattle for the first time ever last uh-huh. year, and I loved Seattle. I thought Seattle was yeah. so dope. I. I was a big fan. I'm a well, big fan of anything pale on men. the ocean. I think it's just a spot for us. Yeah. We yeah. don't have to worry about the rays. We don't have to worry about the being sunburnt and i like being outdoors <laughs> evan it doesn't really fit evan doesn't like the nature walk i am hiking. i am i don't like i don't like nature i don't like coffee i don't like beer i don't like strip clubs i am the worst portland uh <laughs> resident yeah. portlander on earth like uh, and then, yeah where, where wait what are you describing <laughs> what city are you describing with <laughs> without coffee shops or strip clubs or <laughs> you, I, I, you gotta I, move I, to like Gary, Indiana, which no, is like no, a I mean, right now. Like, <laughs> like that's us. That's our town. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, Portland is you know Portland has the most strip clubs per capita, the most breweries per capita. Like that is what they are. That most is their, flannel per capita. That is their essence, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just not my vibe. You know, I like <laughs> sunshine and happiness and <laughs> and low suicide rates, things of the sort. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> I just. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I think the Northwest, like, but Theo's a big uh, bird watcher. Have you circled where you're going to go? Is that part of the reason you're going to Portland? I feel like there's a lot of not, good bird opportunities. Not for, uh, I'm not going there for birds. Uh, me and my girlfriend are going up. We liked, we went f- to Seattle just hey. because we yeah. liked the idea of going Listen, to Seattle. Listen, man. We'll probably just hit, we'll probably just hit restaurants and. Listen, the Audubon, and- the Audubon Society is not is is maybe a seven minute drive from downtown northwest portland oh what is, is it that? based out of there yeah the audubon society is right like, they're like the bird overlords that track everything yeah they're, they're the ones who who will um i don't even know exactly what they do they just like if you're if you want some information on birding locations i'm sure <laughs> they designate like birding areas or like breeding areas or like if if there's going to be a, a preserve that gets like the autobahn stamp you like couldn't hunt there or something like i'm sure they've got some polls i was really or... really mm-hmm. disappointed when i found out the autobahn society was not about birds on a racetrack you know like no. <laughs> like on a John very James fast autobahn the the bird the big explorer from i don't know when but he wrote like some early north american field guides and did a bunch of bird research, so that's why it's called Autobahn. It's huh. old JJ, JJ. We are look at look at us over here, just hitting all the things, right? We're talking well, about hold grass, on. It's the off season. That's birds. the fun part about the off season is we can go off topic. We can talk some birds. We can talk all kinds of stuff uh, on this program. Um, to flip it back to Theo for a second on the defensive coordinator front, I thought this was pretty interesting. Packers fans, like you had this natural transition, right? You had the the local hero, Jim Leonard, who has just been an awesome college DC for so many years. How many Packers fans are going to lose their minds if Jim Leonard, who I think interviewed with the Eagles today, gets the Eagles DC job opened up by uh, Jonathan Gannon taking the Cardinals job and the Packers not just moving on um from uh from joe barry yeah who packers fans did not like did you share that sentiment and like wanted to move on okay i don't like him i (laughs) we the roster is so talented like jair russell douglas is good there was stokes they drafted uh devontae wyatt so you could have had like rashawn gary devontae wyatt kenny clark preston smith um, then in the linebacker room, Devondre Campbell was coming off an all-pro type of year. They drafted K- Quay Walker. You had a- Amos, a- a- Adrian Amos and, and 
Darnell Savage, the safeties. Like, on paper, I didn't think there was many many defenses that looked better, really. Mm-hmm. Like, there wasn't really a discernible, like, huge flaw or weakness. And when you got a defense like that, like, play man. Play mm-hmm. man. You've got the guys. Don't, like, in zone coverage, there's always going to be holes. There's always good quarterbacks are always going to be able to, like, find it. You know, they, they didn't blitz. They they just were very vanilla all the time. And it's like, you've got the guys to just be aggressive and hold up on the back end. And you can win one-on-ones if you're going to go in a penny front and you're going to have five down linemen and there's one-on-one, one-on-one, one-on-one. You've got the guys to win all that. Like, play like you have the roster that you do. And Joe Barry was like, no, 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 no. We're going to go in deep zone. We're going to put a roof on everything. I don't care if we get sliced. Uh, it was like the worst rush run defense in the league, despite the fact that they had all this talent in the front seven. Um, it was just really frustrating. It was really frustrating starting week one when Justin Jefferson was just killing everybody. And it's like, you've got Jair Alexander who could follow him around and, and do a decent job. And you just didn't do that. And there were blown coverages left and right. And, and overall, it was just like, we're going to, they played light boxes the whole year because they were so scared of getting beat over the top. So light boxes, two high safeties, and they just got like, run on to death one of the worst run defenses in the league and it's just like i wanted someone more aggressive i really i wanted for the coordinator to call plays like when belichick when belichick has a defense like that guy just plays cover one like when he had gilmore who Mm -hmm. won defensive player of the year he's like well i got gilmore and jc jackson we're just gonna play cover one cover one cover one and our corners are going to lock up, and you're not going to be able to do anything because we can devote more guys to the box, more guys to the pass rush, and we can still hold up. That's the type of defense I wanted to see. That is mm. the type of defense I thought they had the talent to play. If you have the talent to play that defense, I think you should play that defense. Like the the 49ers this year, they played plenty of man cut. Like they would press man, they would press you, they would get in your grill, they would uh, they would do all that kind of stuff. And I thought that was that's the way you should do it. And and same with I think it got the Eagles in trouble. Trouble. They had all this talent. They had such talented. <clears throat> it and it's like oh so conservative they're just you know they're never blitzing it's it's too high all the time and you know it, it cost them in the super bowl it, they were too conservative i thought for the talent the level that they had and they just got sliced and diced by mahomes who didn't hit a single tight window all all day he didn't need to mm. there were just guys open so that's what i wanted i i will be completely honest i'm not the, i don't pay a ton of college football uh, pay attention to college football too much until the draft so I don't know if the Wisconsin defensive coordinator would play something differently than that, but I would have appreciated someone that is not Joe Barry just because he is so, so – he plays scared, in my opinion. So mm. And I, I get that you want to limit explosive plays, and if you get more explosive plays than the other team, you win the game like 80% of the time or whatever the number is. And so, like, let's limit explosive plays. Let's make them dink a duck all the way down the field. We think he can win if we can make him do that. I get it. I get it. I get it. Everybody wants the Fangio guys because, you know, Josh Allen and Mahomes played badly against two high shells last year. I get it. But now everyone has a Fangio guy, right? And and when everyone's super, I guess no one will be. I think, we don't have a Fangio guy. Ryan Nielsen, I don't think, qualifies here in Atlanta. No, the nah. yeah, I don't think I don't think they do. I don't think he's a tie, I, but it's like the he's the basically on the opposite side of uh, everyone does Fangio guys, and everyone has McVay, McVay guys on offense. So right. That's just yeah. the league. Let's, let's pair those two things together, yes. which is, like, not a bad idea. Like, Fangio is really good. Like, yeah. I, it's fine. Like, I like Vic Fangio. But we want some, we want some diversity. We do what, want some diversity. That's why I like the Flores hiring yeah. in, 
in Minnesota because well, everyone else is going like there's I just love when teams zag when everyone else zigs like the Ravens everyone wants to spread out and run or pass and I always kind of appreciated that they would just like run it a million times a game and win mm. games like that I I I always appreciate the oddball, the schematic oddballs. The Titans the with Derrick Henry for the last couple of years, where it's just like yeah, they're going to yeah, see if they can win sure. a Super Bowl with just Derrick Henry running up the middle over and over again. It's like, hey, I don't that's think cool. it's going to work, but, but it's interesting. <laughs> I, I appreciate that there's a team trying to do it. Yeah, and I mean that's the Niners too were the best example of this, just kind of the way that they were built, where they were just like, we're just building a team that like is going to be painful to tackle. That yeah. is our, our thing. And we're going to see if you can withstand uh, just bringing down Debo, CMC, and company play after play because we are going to wear you down because we're the most physical team in the NFL. Like, you don't see a lot of that anymore. You don't see teams being like, we're trying to be as physical as humanly possible. Everyone's yeah, like, oh, we're going to trade a first-round pick for a running back like yeah. in this or I get did they pay, trade the first or was it a second, third, fourth, and fifth? I, think I thought there was a first. Evan, which one was it? Was there a first in the CMC trade? Nope. Was I think it, it was like a, a second, okay. a third, and a fourth. I think yeah, like yeah, equivalent yeah. value. If you like were to add all the picks they got up, it would definitely have added up to a first round pick. But I don't think it was quite a first mm. round pick. But still, like they're the team that's doing that when everyone else is like running backs are not that valuable. And I agree, like running backs are maybe not that valuable. But I appreciate that there's a team willing to try. And with CMC, it probably probably you would say it's working out so far, uh, considering what what they did after they got them. So. Yeah, we'll see if that keeps up. But I, I, I would like a more aggressive defensive coordinator. I would like to see them say, "We have a good secondary. We have Jair. We have Sewell Douglas. We have Stokes next year. We are gonna let them play man, and we're gonna try to get after the quarterback and stop the run. And if you burn them, you burn them. But we don't think you're gonna burn them. That would be my ideal Packers defense. I think they've got the talent to run something like that. I like it. Uh, do you have any nice words in 30 seconds for Steve Wilkes for uh, for Evan here, now the new defensive coordinator for the Niners? Do you think it's a seamless I think it's transition? Tough to, I think it's tough to screw up the 49ers defense with all the talent that they have. Um, mm. Obviously, I think he did a very nice job in, in Carolina this year. Um, I would expect not too much to fundamentally change because the defense was so good. I think any defensive coordinator will say, you know, we want to run a scheme that fits our scheme our guys and our players and i don't think there's anything i don't think there was much meat on the bone in in san francisco when it comes to like the stuff that they were running um so like yeah there's still going to be fred warner and and Dre greenlaw mugged up and then turning around and carrying guys up the seam like they should still ask him to do that they should still play you know press man they should still always get in the nickel front and always rush, like, or not nickel front, the, yeah, always because they would play lots of base. They should still match, like, you can match 11 personnel with base if you want to because the linebackers are so good. Um, you can always line up with four down linemen because the linemen are so good, like Bosa is so good and, and Armstead. So I, I would hope that Wilkes doesn't change the direction of the team too fundamentally just because. It, they were so good. Like, why would you do that? Like, yeah, still have Hafango walk up in the box and, and rush the passer. Like, still do everything you did last year. Like, the blueprint is there. Just replicate it as, all, as closely as possible. All opinion. you need to know is that Robert Sala was, like, getting yelled at by fans to get fired before they drafted Nick Bosa. And then after that, when Nick Bosa plays, they win football games. That's statistically yeah, proven. As long as Nick Bosa is starting in the as in the defensive lineup, they will be winning football games. I don't think that will change, no matter what differences or similarities Steve Wilkes brings to uh, 
you know, the occasion. We have a bunch of players coming back on the defense. Not a lot of people other than defensive line uh, changes, you know, which the Niners drafted defensive linemen every single year. So a little bit different than the Eagles, who I think like what, eight of their 11 starters on defense are gone going into next year. Oh, oh! You mean the Oscar the Grouch equivalent <laughs> of a city is not going to have the same uh, luxury next year? And they went all or nothing just to only be nothing. Wow, weird. Maybe Niners you fans should. are enjoying this. That's maybe, what I was thinking about. Maybe like when you the, the Niners, should. I don't know what the Eagles did. I, the Eagles, the maybe, players, and Evan. Maybe the, I, I didn't maybe think the, the Eagles fans. were. No, the fa- the players. I mean, whatever. I, I mean, the the trash talking between players was funny, especially with Devo and all that. But I can't stress this enough. In place anyone's confused, Philadelphia <laughs> fans were the most miserable fan base I've ever interacted with on Twitter in my life. I've never seen anything like it. If I was, as a 49ers fan, if I played against, uh, you know, I don't know, the Vikings or something in the playoffs and Kirk Cousins gets injured immediately, I'm going to be like, yo, I feel bad for Vikings fans, man. Like, that's a tough beat. Like, that sucks. Like, you know, I, I'm not that I'm empathetic or anything like that, but, like, Eagles fans were like, like they smelt blood. They're like, get him. Like, that's right. We knocked your quarterback out. We did that on purpose. Like, ah! like it was the most like aggressive thing I've ever seen from a fan base ever. And I just, you just, it, in all sports, if you're going to talk shit to that level, you better hope to God that the, your team that you're a fan of, you don't even play for them, wins. Because you don't want to end up being like Philadelphia running around now when your football team didn't win a Super Bowl and you have to go back to living in the city of Philadelphia, which is like (laughs) the fifth or sixth best big city in the country. And there's only like seven or eight of the cities. It's tough. It's a tough beat. It is a tough beat. Um, Theo, as we wrap up here, um, you're getting into your draft stuff. You're preparing, you're watching a bunch of Jalen Hyatt tape and you're like, how is this guy not going number one overall? And you're like, oh, Darnell Wright, right tackle? Like, how is I love this guy- Darnell Wright. I do love Darnell. I actually have watched The man Darnell is so Wright. clean. He's so good. He doesn't give up a nice. sack. He does everything he needs to do. He's just going to be solid. As, people, as more people get into the draft, like as the offseason goes on, everyone's going to watch the Alabama game versus Will Anderson. And then yeah. everyone's going to be like, yeah. He's, do you know he's who you didn't notice in the Alabama-Tennessee game? Will Anderson. Yeah, someone you exactly. didn't notice in that game. But also, I think he got matched up a lot with Gerald Mincy. And JJ Crawford a little bit, so it depends yeah, on which side. Because Dallas Turner was on one side, yeah. But it, when they when he was on it, it's like, man, this right tackle is first of all gigantic, and second of all, doing a very good job. And then he played well at the Senior Bowl. So yeah. uh, that's all. I, I haven't watched him specifically, but I've watched teams play Tennessee, and he's always kind of caught my eye. Darnell yeah. Wright. I hey, if the Packers drafted him, I mean, they have like the thirteenth pick in the draft, so I don't think that will happen yeah. in the first round. But well, speaking like of him. that, when you think about their pick. And who you looked at. I'm going to give you the one who you have your eye on for 13 for them. Who you would go, depending on who you think will be there. And then, based on what you've seen from this front office to this point, where do you think they'll go at 13? Uh, where do you think their head's at? Because I'm going to go ahead and guess. Y'all would go different ways at 13. Oh, Theo, you went. your mic went off. They always draft there someone I don't like. They mm. they just It never fails. I I. I didn't like Stokes when I watched him. I didn't like Devontae Wyatt that much when I 
watched him. I didn't like uh, even Christian Watson that much mm. when I liked him. I didn't like Jordan Love when I watched him. I didn't love the Rashawn Gary pick. Now, a lot of these players are quite very good players. So yeah. like every year it's like, oh, God, they, I didn't like him. But at this point, I've got to be like, okay, well, let's, let's give him a chance. Mm. So they will draft someone I am not a fan of, which means Miles Murphy is on the way. He's big. They love drafting big dudes. He's mm. like six foot five. He's 270 pounds. He's got long arms. He's like they're definitely this the type of prospect they like. They love size. Quay Walker is six foot four. Devondre Campbell's six foot four. You know, uh, they always draft big wide receivers. Like they will never touch anyone undersized at like any position, basically. Um, they they very much value size. So I, I th- and they always they very much value things that I apparently do not value because they always draft guys I don't like. I don't like Miles Murphy at all. Um, but they'll probably just take him because I, they they always do this. <laughs> they always always do this. I would like them to take someone a bit smaller. Someone I, I've watched that I love is someone like Nolan Smith hmm. uh, from Georgia. I think that that guy is fantastic. He is so bendy. He's got a pretty good array of moves. Great technique versus the run. I'm a huge Nolan Smith fan. I would take him in the top 10 of the draft. I don't think he's going to go there. I think he's going to go to the combine. I know he had reported like 40-something inch vertical in high school. He was the number one recruit above guys like Kayvon Thibodeau. And uh, who else was in that class? Kayvon Thibodeau is the name you need to know. He's number one. Mm. So just a, a total freak athlete. I think he's going to go to Indianapolis, and I think he's going to weigh more than he is currently listed at which is currently like 235, which is ungodly light. Um, I think he weighs more than that now. I think that hasn't been properly updated, and I think that he's going to crush it. I think he's going to kill it. Hmm. So I think he's going to rise up draft boards. That'd be totally cool if they took him um, and worked him in a little bit. They're going to move off Preston Smith pretty soon here, I think. I don't think he's getting another contract. I think they might try to replace him Hmm. uh, one of these years. I'd like, uh, from what I've seen so far, I like the Alabama safety uh, branch. Brian Mm. Branch, he is someone that I think that the Packers and me might actually see eye to eye on. He's a a guy that I actually think they could like. Um, They do like big school dudes. Uh, They love love guys from Georgia, Stokes, Georgia, Devontae Wyatt, Georgia, Quay Walker, Georgia. They do like to take some blue blood uh, defenders, Rashawn Gary, Michigan, uh, who else? I guess Jair Alexander's from Louisville, but, and and Darnell Savage is from Maryland, just so I guess that maybe doesn't totally hold water. But Jordan Battles, he's a guy. He's from Bama. He's uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think that I would be a just not receivers. They, they stay away from it with receivers and running back, I guess, because they really haven't. AJ Dillon, Boston College, Aaron Jones, small school. Where did Aaron Jones go? UTEP. He went to UTEP. UTEP. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, and, and Watson was NDSU. It's mm. it's basically size, <laughs> except for Aaron Jones, but he was like a fifth round pick. AJ mm. Dillon, gigantic player. They like they like drafting giants. Um, Jordan Love, like he has the biggest hands of the league or something like that. You He's have to be a giant guy. to play in Green Bay in the cold. Maybe it's just yeah, like they're like you I guess be that's built what they different. Think. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Brian Branch is a pretty big safety. So that mm. would be someone that I think would be a happy medium. Uh, Darnell Savage got benched this year. Uh, Adrian Amos is a is a free agent. So. I, I could I could see that. Mm. I like it. Uh, Theo, as we wrap up here, final question, though. Of all the Tennessee prospects you've watched, who are you most intrigued by? Is it Darnell Wright? Have you watched it? It is Darnell Tillman? Wright so far, but I haven't, yeah. I haven't, I haven't, I have not seen Hyatt yet. I have not watched Hyatt specifically yet. Okay. 
Are you going to get into Hooker hype, too? I've watched yeah. a little bit of Hooker. Hooker's yeah. all right. I mean, he's 25 and coming off a torn ACL, so, yeah. you know, that's tough. When the best years are ahead of him, a, Theo, and I'm not biased to say that. The best years are ahead of Hendon Hooker. But he impressed me as a, as a pocket passer. I thought he was I thought he was pretty decent, but, yeah. you know, someone who's going to be 30 years old by the time his rookie contract ends is, is like, like eh, I don't know. I Maybe I'd rather yeah. have a 21-year-old who I could get two deals with by the time hooker is done with his first one so yeah he's like, um no nah, he's just a winner it is funny though I'm, I'm seeing draft twitter like there's two factions now as like i've noticed where there's like the faction who they're like tennessee's offense and like are gonna kill tennessee's off like players from their offense year over year i'm seeing like jalen hyatt like his route trees being examined and micromanaged and like the way we put everybody on the hash marks like how much hypo spreads out the offense where it's like no one's running anything that hypo and tennessee runs but like you said it's like so much of it comes down to explosive plays and tennessee is the king of explosive plays in the sport now it's like why would you not i mean it's going to win a lot of games like when you have sec players and you play this style the baylor air raid type it's like hendon plays that Jalen darnell but it's like it, it's effective explosive plays it's the whole point of the sport now yeah yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I've heard I've heard the Wilk Fuller comp mm. thrown around for for Hyatt, which yeah. he was a extremely good deep threat, and someone the Packers were linked to every single year. Uh, they always always tried to trade for Will Fuller, and then got cold feet at the very end. That happened like two or three years in a row. And honestly, I'm shocked he's not on the team right now. So I, I liked but Will Fuller was good um, when yeah. he was healthy. He was just never healthy. So if you could be that, like I think they don't. Niners only have one Tennessee player. Still only Jawan Jennings. You got to get Jawan Jennings a friend, Devin. Y'all need to draft a, a friend. Maybe it's Cedric Tillman. Maybe it's. Hey, I mean, Jawan Jennings was fantastic. He's been he's I been great in his Juwan role. Jennings. There you so. go. Uh, Evan, anything to plug as we wrap up here tonight for you? Um, none none other than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. With, and by that I mean uh, Trey Lance. Okay. There you go. Theo I Ash. saw Trey Lance at the. I saw him walking around Phoenix. Yeah, we got to talk about next time you get on. We got to talk about your your experience. Was uh, <laughs> I heard it was a blast. No, um, I am. I appreciate you guys having me on. I am gonna about to go watch a Trevor Wallace stand up though, which is hilarious because he is uh, partially. The reason why I'm sponsored by White Claw with his White Claw video. So mm-hmm. two two White Claw legends in one place at one time. There you go. It's fun. Um, enjoy that, sir. Theo Ash in the LA Times this past right. week. That was, that was cool. Strange. Yeah. That was so cool, dude. That was so cool. <laughs> it, that was funny. That was funny. But yeah, it was quite a week down in Phoenix. Dog, did you just say that was funny? That was, <laughs> it was funny. It was funny, funny that that happened. No, it's also cool. dope as hell. Yeah, it was. It's it is cool, but it's also funny. I I I, I think it's a bit absurd that the LA Times wrote an article. No, 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 no. About not that. absurd. Good quality journalism, and uh, we love to see it. Theo, you work your ass off in this industry, and Fuck. you got so much uh, good things coming your way. And uh, go listen, to Stay Hot Podcast. You got your draft board. Uh, uh, what is it called though? Actually, draft what on? Subject? I think it's just draft time. I think draft I, time. The yeah. first thing that came up to my mind was you know, it's draft time. So yeah, subscribe to draft time on Substack. Uh, yeah. Read my my recent Michael Mayer evaluation. Luke Musgrave coming soon, and uh, yeah, that's that's about it. And listen to Stay Hot, of course, and follow Stay Hot and Theo Ash NFL on all platforms. And that's there all you I go. Say. 
Theo, Evan, always a pleasure. You guys have yourself a great rest of your night, great week, and I'll talk to y'all both very soon. Take care, boys. This has been Ingram, radio voice of the Atlanta Braves, and I'm here to tell you that you've reached the end of today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. As a friend of the podcast, I'd like to say thank you for listening to today's episode and hope you return for the next one. To show your support for the program, tell a friend or coworker or even a family member about the program. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, leave the show a rating and a review. It goes a long way. That'll do it for me. But don't forget to listen to myself and the rest of the team at 680 The Fan and the Braves Radio Network this season. Go Braves! Chase, I think I'm going to hear more about you. I really do. I think you've got a way about you, but you're interviewing. Mm-hmm. You're, um, pleasantness you're smart so i think i'm going to hear big things about you nicely done nephew chase thomas podcast hell yeah